Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And folks, the college basketball season is upon us. And joining us now to talk about it is Jim Root from the Three Man Weave Podcast. Jim, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. So UConn wins the national championship last season. They are currently 20 to 1 at BetMGM to win the Natty this go-round. Do you feel like there's value betting on UConn to repeat? I'm I'm kind of out on it, unfortunately, especially at that price. Um, kind of priced right around top five type of team. I, I think we're gonna see that the, the the losses that they took from the roster perspective last year are going to catch up to them. Sonogo was the most outstanding player in the tournament, but even he's not the one I'm most worried about. To, to me, it's Andre Jackson and Jordan Hawkins, maybe the best wing duo in the entire country last year, arguably. Uh, Hawkins was an elite off the uh, off of movement shooter, and that drew a lot of attention and, and kind of opened things up for their interior game. And then Jackson was just a do everything winner. You know, maybe the best perimeter defender in the country always in the right place at the right time, a great passer. They just figured out how to use him as a Swiss army knife. And, you know, they've got some potential replacements, uh, Cam Spencer as the shooter for Hawkins and then Stefan Castle, the freshman wing coming in there for Andre Jackson. I just don't think it's going to be quite the same degree of, you know, uh, incredible team that went, I think undefeated against the spread in non-conference play last year, not quite that level for UConn. So I'm not, I'm not buying the repeat at 20 to one this year. Yeah, uh, most years I would say on average it ends up being a couple ones in there, and then it, and then it's a mix of other seeds. But last year you have UConn the four, you had San Diego State a five, another five in Miami, you get a nine in there. Does that tell you anything, or does it remind you about what madness is, and how do we take that and project it out to this year? If anything, if you want to just look at it and isolate it and say it's, it was a one off and. You didn't have a top three seed in any region come out, or how do you how do you view that? Well, from a just a romantic perspective, I love it. I, I love the dark horses getting there and, and making <laughs> runs. It kind of gives gives everybody hope heading into the year. You don't have to be elite to to get to that point and be on basketball's biggest stage. It, it is kind of weirdly juxtaposed with the the previous the twenty twenty two tournament 
where we had just blue blood central, you know, Kansas, Duke, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and Villanova all there. Uh, although Carolina was a, a much lower seed, so it wasn't all just uh, ones and twos. But I, I'm, I don't want to take too much from last year as a conclusion, but I do think the talent in the sport has started to distribute a little more as some of the top teams are looking more towards a transfer portal. Some of the freshmen, the star freshmen are going to the G League Ignite or Overtime Elite or New Zealand in the NBL. Like there's a lot of different options for some of these elite guys. So maybe the Blue Blood teams aren't as strong at the top. They're not coming up with with all kinds of NBA talent. And so I think we saw that a little bit uh, in just kind of the the confluence of all four of those teams and all four regions going to uh, somewhat of an underdog or, or a lower seed was uh, fun for uh, at least the one year. I don't want every year like that, but um, yeah. this year, just in terms of betting futures, it's given me a little more boost going after a couple of long shots, um, maybe that can trend back up or, or trend up late in the year and, and be strong come come the big dance and and imitate that kind of a run and get to the final four. Well, speaking of futures and the big dance, we all know what happens to Purdue come that time of year. I'm curious how you rate Purdue and also Zach Eady, player of the year. You know, is this more wide open or is it his to win again? Yeah, so from a team perspective, Purdue, I'm I'm kind of buying them this year, especially in the regular season. I mean, that's kind of what they're built for. It does feel like teams that are built around a star center and giving him the ball struggle a little bit in the postseason. Purdue isn't as flexible as even somebody like Florida Atlantic, a nine seed makes the final four. Purdue can't play a bunch of different styles. It's really through Edie with their with their younger guards, and those guys should be better, Braden Smith and, and Fletcher Lawyer this year. But the flexibility or lack thereof is kind of what worries me about Purdue in, in the big dance. From a wooden perspective or national player of the year, it's it's tough to go against Edie because I do think they're going to be just dominant again, like top 10 floor for Purdue during the regular season. Like I just don't see them being bad with, with the core they return and his production is going to be way, way up there. You know, the, the double doubles jump off the page. He's still seemingly improving every year. You know, he's a relatively young basketball prospect. He only started playing like seven years ago. He's not some, somebody that picked it up at age five. So his defensive game is improving. His free throw shooting took a big step up last year. I, I think the only thing that would really get to him is voter fatigue. And I think we see it a little bit in the MVP race in the NBA sometimes where, all right, the guy won last year. I think this kind of happened with Giannis and then with Jokic. When they didn't win in the playoffs during their NBA, or MVP year, people were hesitant to, to, to vote for them the next year. I could see that happening to Edie a little bit where people kind of roll their eyes at the production and be like, well, they lost to a 16 last year. Do we really trust this guy to be the national player of the year? The problem is finding the guy that's going to take it from him. I, I don't totally buy Hunter Dickinson in that spot. Uh, Kyle Filipowski, <laughs> maybe, but he's coming off the two hip surgeries for Duke. So that's a concern. That's more my issue is I can't find the right viable candidate to go against uh, Edie's campaign, but I think it's priced relatively correctly right now where I'm not jumping on or seeing any awesome value in the, in the national player of the year market. Jim, the public loves the Kansas Jayhawks. They have the highest ticket handle per bet MGM at 13.8% highest money handle, uh, 16.8% here. Tell us about Kansas and why they could be a contender for the title. 
well, I've got the Mizzou flag behind me, so you're you know kind of twisting the knife talking about the arch rival and how good what they I are. Do. But no, I, what I, do. I can uh, I can put the bias aside and acknowledge that Bill Self is probably the best college basketball coach right now, active. Um, he he just has been able to make it work and win big with all different kinds of rosters. You know, he's played four out. He's played a lot of small teams. He's played two bigs and gone high-low to score. And that seems like what they're going to have to do more with uh, this year with Dickinson featuring him on the block and then playing K.J. Adams alongside him. The questions with Kansas arise with half-court scoring and, and spacing because they don't have a ton of shooting. They don't have a lot of wing dynamism. Like Kevin McCuller is arguably their, their best scoring wing. And he's more of a versatile defender, good passer. I don't like him as a featured scorer. So they're really highly leveraged on freshman El Marco Jackson and Nick Timberlake, a transfer from Towson. They need those guys to kind of bolster the offense, give them, give them some spacing, some room for Dickinson to work inside. It, Kansas is a really safe bet to be great. I just don't know that they're going to have the same kind of success in the postseason without uh, the Agbaji or Christian Brown or, or uh, Jalen Wilson types on the wing. They're more mismatches and tougher to prepare for because it's just individual talent. Uh, I could see this being a Kansas team that goes, you know, 30 and five, gets a one seed, but then leaves in the sweet 16 because they just don't have the, the offensive spacing and they meet somebody that's a little more dynamic than them on the opposite end of the floor. The madness is the madness, but uh, what what's a futures bet right now that you're going to be thinking about all year long where, where you're bragging to people like, yeah, I got it at 50. And, and right now it's, it's 10 to one and everybody's talking about them and it's too late. You don't have my 50. I don't know what's going to happen once we get to March, but, but what's uh what's a future play that, uh, that you think it's a pretty good idea to, uh, to grab right now. Yeah. The, the price I have that, that probably isn't, it's definitely not out there anymore is Michigan state 40 to one, but that's not really helpful to tell people. So I'll move away from that. And the, the one I love is Creighton. Uh, 30, 35 mm. to one. I'm not sure exactly what you can find in the market, but it's right around there. They're my pick to be national runner up. I, I think this team is going to be better than last year, despite the losses of Nemhard and Kaluma to the portal. There's been some whispers that maybe their chemistry clashes last year. Um, and Kaluma just wasn't a very good offensive player, but was really high usage. And I like what they brought in to replace those guys. Steven Ashworth is a big time shooter from Utah State, what was a key player for an NCAA tournament team last year. You slide him in there next to Baylor Shireman, Trey Alexander, Ryan Kalkbrenner. I think Kalkbrenner and Alexander can both be All-Americans this year. It, the team just kind of makes sense to me. They've got three playmakers on the perimeter, guys that can all shoot or, or pass. Kalkbrenner owns the paint on both ends. It just hinges on whether they can find a guy at that four spot. Uh, Isaac Trout, the Virginia transfer. Mason Miller, who is Mike Miller's kid, and is, is a guy that has needed to add weight, uh, but he's a shooter and, and can offer something there. I think Creighton's going to ascend and be top five. And, you know, like you said, could be sitting there at like 10 to one, 15 to one entering the tournament. Whereas right now it's 30 to one. So I, I think the blue Jays are definitely a buy right now. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What other markets do you have futures in where there might be some value? Do you get involved with like just to make the final four or do you stay away from that? Or do you find, you know, there is some value there. That can be a good market. Um, I wish they opened it earlier. They should kind of wait for all the the title bets to come in and almost sets the market for them. So the, the final four, maybe not, mm-hmm. it doesn't have as much value, but I think somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like an A10 team like Dayton, if you're really high on them or, or St. Bonaventure's a long shot. I mean, look at last year with, with FAU. I have no idea what they would have been priced preseason to make the final four, but it would have been ludicrous. Uh, up in the clouds, people would have thought you were crazy for even thinking about it. Uh, so I, that that's where you can take maybe a little more of a, a long shot stab. Uh, one team I love there is Texas Tech. Uh, they're, I think, 200 to one at one book, and that's to win the title. But if you can get them around 40 or 50 to one to make the final four, I love that. Love the coach they hired from North Texas, Grant McCaslin one of the best defensive minds in the country. And he did a really good job in the portal, getting some guys that fit his scheme. And I think they've got enough offensive pop. And I use pop as a great pun because their best scorer is pop Isaacs. Uh, their, their point guard slash shooting <laughs> guard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know it's, it's cringeworthy, but I got to do it. Um, he had 30 in their exhibition game. Uh, and I, I think he's going to give them that, that scoring edge to go with the defense. It's going to be great. So Texas tech, uh, a power conference long shot there. And then I, I do look at some of the conference uh, futures markets as well. Uh, there's, I think, BetMGM's got a, a bunch of good numbers. I think they have every uh, conference out there. So you can kind of dive in and find some there. One I love is McNeese State to win the Southland. It's like plus 175 was the last price I saw. But I, I think they're going to be head and shoulders above the league. They hired Will Wade, former LSU coach. Uh, he's suspended for non-conference, but during league play, he'll be back. And they they did incredible in the transfer portable portal really cleaned up so i I think mcneese state to win southland is a good bet there see i was going to tail you with the whole grant mccaslin thing because he is a phenomenal coach got to meet him several times like i always felt smarter being around him then you made the pop pun and now i can't even think about that anymore so yeah yeah i get it i i I just (laughs) i uh, i buried myself with that one i i I apologize Uh, how much do you bet into say early season tournaments, like the Maui invitational ESPN invitational battle for Atlantis, things like that. I've got a couple small, small future bets in there where I just thought the price was a little off the market, but, but typically not a ton. Um, and especially as that feast week rolls around game by game, in my experience, those results are a little more random than, than your, your typical, uh, schedule or, or typical weeks. Uh, it's you know teams are out of their element they're all staying at hotels in a paradise some teams take to that better than others uh, there's quicker turnarounds so the coaches have less time to prepare in those so not a ton um, I, I think I got a, a decent Marquette ticket in Maui but that field is absolutely loaded uh, with Purdue mm-hmm. and Kansas and Tennessee and, and all kinds of great teams so uh, I, I just was kind of hoping to get a, a longer price and got an okay one there with Marquette and then FAU to win their event. I think it's the ESPN events invitational uh, is a decent one too. If you can get them around like two and a half or three to one, uh, I think that's a decent bet too, because like I said earlier, they're really adaptable and they're a good tournament team. They can play different styles, 
can win a grinder, they can win a, a shootout. So I think FAU's a, a decent bet there if you find a good price on them. Jim, what about today? We don't have any uh, matchups where you have ranked teams going at it, but uh, what, what about some bets uh, that you like? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really big spreads here. A lot of you know teams yeah. playing by games at home, trying to, to get that first win, cushion that record to a 1-0 and to start the year. Uh, one of those that I like is Tennessee. Uh, I think they're just built to blow teams out, super athletic, but they added some scoring. And they're taking on Tennessee Tech, who, boy, they had a bad preseason. They lost to an NAIA team, Tennessee Southern, and then they lost to Austin P by 39 in an exhibition game. So this team is clearly uh, capable of being blown out. Uh, they've got point guard injuries, and Tennessee is a team that can really smash. So I, I think, you know, up as long as you can get under 30, I think that's a decent bet. Now, shifting away from that, a much closer, better matchup, uh, South Dakota State and Akron. These two teams played last year to start the year. Uh, Akron won by one in an overtime game where their point guard hit eight threes. That point guard is gone. South Dakota State brings almost everybody back. Uh, and they're hosting this one. I, I think they're going to have a little re- revenge on the mind. And obviously, you know, spread a one and a half. You only really need to win the game. Uh, you could could go for money line if you wanted to, but I feel okay laying the one and a half. Uh, South Dakota State was pretty young last year. They got more experience. Like I said, the revenge angle, I, I think that works. I think minus one and a half is a nice play there. Jim Root from the Three Man Weave podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We enjoyed it. Of course. Appreciate you having me. Always good to talk hoops. Absolutely. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive into our plays for Monday Night Football, Chargers and Jets. That's right here on the BetQL Network.